This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Welcome to My Worst Date. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. And we are excited to be back with you guys. But what we're not excited about is recording remotely again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I hate it. I'm not going to lie. I hate not being in the room with you guys. I mean, right now we're recording on together mode on Skype and it's (laughs) so bizarre. (gasps) Oh, I, I'm still in together mode. Dude, that's you, so funny. That's not? why you guys couldn't see anything. I was like, what are you guys talking about? I'm like, I got to put you guys back on a regular view. <laughs> I need to. Oh, it's terrible. I'm still in together as well. So, yeah. Uh, no, we're we're recording uh, remotely because finally uh, COVID has touched our group. And so we are. Neither of so- us, though. No. None, none of us. None of us. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah. Thank God. But... Yeah, we're we're doing the safe thing, but I gotta say it's 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 hard. Yeah, it's real hard. We're still over here like the fucking Matrix. Got that <laughs> Matrix <laughs> wind on. I know. Yeah, I did test immediately after. So we'd had a friend of ours who we were all with um, last weekend test positive and let us all know. So I tested immediately. It was negative. I'll probably test again next week and right. just see um but i'm feeling fine and i got a negative test so i still think somehow covid has avoided me or it, uh, is avoiding me maybe it doesn't like me i'm I starting mean, to feel like it has a grudge against me yeah is it me, <laughs> is, it me? is it me covid i mean but how does it feel to be better than everybody, than everybody else <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i um i i just think that Pfizer understood the assignment with my body, apparently. Yep. I don't know because I'm in the same. same place. I tested negative. Chris tested negative, thank God. But we've been, we're still trying to play it safe, of course. Mm-hmm. I did have to leave the house yesterday for a doctor, but. You know, my immune system is working overtime because I got Johnson and Johnson mm. <laughs> initially. <laughs> I got that Moderna booster, but I had Johnson and Johnson and still have managed to not get COVID. It is a miracle. I heard (laughs) that's the way to do it, though. I heard J&J up front and then the Moderna booster is the best combination. That's what I keep hearing. So who knows? Wow. I mean, I would give it a 10 out of 10 (laughs) from personal experience. So you're like, (laughs) swipe right. I've been I've been Pfizer the whole way. And honestly, they're working overtime because yep. it the call is coming from inside the house, ladies. Mm. <laughs> Knocking literally at your door. Yes. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. And so, yeah, my Pfizer is like a super shield right now. So, hey, I have no complaints, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. So. I am on the struggle bus over here mm-hmm. with feeling like we're locked back down. Like I am struggling because we are like self-quarantining. So we're really not going anywhere. Yep. And I am getting so restless. Like all those things that worked in the beginning of the pandemic are not 
working. Those nope. coping mechanisms are not working. Nope. <laughs> I've, I've watched all of every single streaming platform that has yes, been invented thus far. Um, so, yeah, we have played all of the games. Yeah. We have gone through everything that there is to do. So, I mean... I I had a moment yesterday where I blacked out for two hours on TikTok. Oh yeah, just that'll happen. No. Complete yeah. disassociation from the world. Woke up and I was like, "Oh my god, I've been on this for two hours." Wow. Yeah, I've seen all. I'm almost to the point where I I feel like I'm going to finish TikTok now too. Yeah, I don't know what to do with myself after that. Well, you can join our not existent book club. That's. <laughs> exactly what the fuck I'm going to do when you guys were talking about it, it was getting me so jazzed I was like something something new to do yes please oh yeah I mean reading is what's getting me through right now for real like reading is what's getting me by my my nightstand I went and renewed my library yes card. that's wow. where I'm at I, nice. I live walking distance yep. from the library and so I just walked down there and I was like listen I have not been to the library in years like am I, I still this. on record love a library. and they looked and I was still on record but my library card expired in 2016 <laughs> that's how long it has been wow. since I've stepped foot in a library like, so I was like back please <laughs> I know you finished and so Netflix, I checked huh? out like three books it was I awesome just had a visceral like smell memory when you said library yes it oh. used to be we would go every totally. week to the library as as a kid. I would check out the maximum number of books. I would read all of them. And they they all libraries smell the same. It is a magical yes. like book smell that I just I my olfactory nerves were like blink. They like lit yep. up. Ugh. Uh, yeah, and and also it's not just about the smell of the library. There is something about the feeling of the library mm-hmm, that like yes. quiet where everybody is just kind of together reading yes. in silence mm-hmm. and just being surrounded by books like that. Like, oh, it was yeah, awesome. Like I'm yeah. going to walk up there, you know, all the time now. Mm-hmm. It's been such a godsend. I'm so happy that what we a lovely to, reminder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Of like this wonderful resource that we have that has been largely forgotten that you can go and you can get books for free for free hashtag socialism hi hi Hi. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh no that makes me think of the thing that um you guys sent in the chat earlier where it's like um bitch i don't read or whatever it was like we were talking about oh yeah chris did that yeah yeah like those those like non-physical traits or whatever that are big turnoffs. And like, for me, that is definitely one. Like somebody is like, uh, I don't like to read. Oh, that's kind of a turnoff for me. Like non-physical trait that I Where, can think of. On the other hand, it is a, I am very much attracted to somebody. Like, so things that I'm like attracted to are people who are, like well read like I love having conversations with somebody who can I mean it's definitely one of the reasons that I was attracted to Chris for sure hands down yeah because someone can read books that I might necessarily not 
love. You know what I mean? But then that's right. having a conversation about what got to them about the book, like that's an that's a great conversation to have with a partner. And, you know, you get to see their point of view on what they're reading. It's hot. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. I think a turnoff for me in general is just when people have no interest in learning new things. Mm. I think that that's mm. really the the thing because it's not just books, although I do, as someone who loves to read and grew up loving to read, I do love somebody who loves to read. But I also love somebody who likes discovering new music or finding new subjects that they're really interested in yeah. and get them really like like revved up, you know, Passion. like yeah. that to me, wanting to learn and that like desire for knowledge is really sexy to me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. You nailed it. Like it doesn't have to be books. Books is just a thing that I can relate to. And I think that it has, mm-hmm. it speaks to me, but you're absolutely yeah. right. Like somebody who's discovering new you know, facets of the world and wants to explore them with you, whether it be like exploring a new park and being an outdoorsy person, just somebody who has mm-hmm. passion about something like that's passion. Sexy. Passion is sexy. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's just yes. like any kind of like, if you are passionate about something that's sexy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've all, I think, dated that, that person that wasn't into anything. Anything. My, my ex was, was really like that. And apathy. Yeah. Ugh. Apathetic. Ugh. Yeah. Nothing's worse. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there is something worse, but apathetic. Is We've been doing this podcast a while. I think yeah. that there probably are things that are worse, but <laughs> <For> you know, <laughs> for sure. Well, I feel like we need to talk about this uh, because I feel like there are certain couples who you just root for. It's just like ingrained in the zeitgeist in popular Mm -hmm. culture that like you just want them to succeed it just Mm -hmm. like says something about you personally if (laughs) they can make it you know what I mean and I really think that Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa were one of those couples for a lot of us like we were like oh Mm -hmm. they're like so beautiful together they have this wonderful blended family where Lenny Kravitz seems to be very involved and Zoe Kravitz seems to love Jason Momoa and they've Mm -hmm. been together for 16 years and I think we were just like oh they're gonna they're doing the thing you're doing it Peter you know (laughs) um and so they did announce their split this week after five years of marriage and 16 years together and while I'm very sad I will say that I do like this new trend that we're seeing I hate to call it a trend but like a lot of people made fun of Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin when they split up doing that like conscious, conscious. uncoupling, right? And <laughs> yes. that's, it's an eye roll because it's Gwyneth Paltrow True. more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I love this. Like, I love yeah. that, you know, people are being mature enough. They released a statement where they're just like, you know, we've just, we've just decided to move on to the next chapter in our lives. We still care about each other very much. This was a conscious decision that we made, you know, that yeah. we're in a different place now. And I'm like, I, I actually kind of love, I don't love that they've split up. And obviously like Lisa Bonet has said that she's hurting from the split and everything. But I do love that. Like we're in this place where we don't glamorize this like big blow up kind of mm-hmm. breakup anymore, you know? Yeah, and I I actually forget uh, on my blackout TikTok uh, adventure, I did see there's like a blind item of Jason Momoa with somebody else. Ooh, 
Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Oh, I hate that. I don't like that. Well, I think all the women across America, well, all the cis women across America, well, maybe everyone across America. Cis is like, hetero women. <laughs> are just like, ah. Uh. Yeah. So you're saying there's so a chance. That's right. No, no, ma'am. We are not saying you have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Lisa Bonet? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Like, uh, never. She has more beauty in her pinky than I have in my entire fucking body. Like, she is so, like, ethereal and beautiful and, like, yes. ugh, otherworldly. Like, Lisa Bonet is just on another planet. To end a relationship after that long is, I, I mean... Ugh, my heart goes out to to both of them. Yeah, you know, it's tough. it's, it's got to be tough. Sixteen years—that's a that's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. They have children together as well, you know. And then, like, yeah, I can I can imagine that this is going to be difficult. But I think that they're the type, and and I don't know anything about them, obviously. And like that sucks if there's something going on with Jason Momoa. But like. They do seem like the type and their statement that they released would indicate that they are the type who will be okay from this. And like if judging if her relationship with Lenny Kravitz is any indication, I Mm -hmm. think it's going to be like fine. Yeah. At the end. What if they end up back together? He and her and Lenny Kravitz. Oh, you shut your mouth right now, Cassie. Don't get me excited (laughs) like that. I'm just saying like, would that be amazing? I will freak out. If they get back together. I don't know why I care so much. I don't but either. I, do. but it <laughs> I love it. I know. It's so sweet. I'm like, get back together. It gave me a little thrill just now. I was like, oh. What if they did? Oh, my gosh. Well, on the other side of that, uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged. We, oh, not. we couldn't my. not talk about this. I have to be honest. I read, I read the thing. I saw the post, the the blood we drank, and then we drank each other's blood. I thought it was Girl. a joke. It looks like Girl. a joke. It Girl. looks like a joke. I was writing shit like that in my diary in seventh grade. Okay? I'm sorry. I said it. This shit is some Tumblr ass shit. I was like, Tumblr. it's cringe. horrifying. So embarrassing. Oh my god! It's which is so why it made me think that she might have been joking because it was literally like this really beautiful thing, and then it was like break, 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 and then we drank each other's blood. <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's joking, and that's what makes it cringe. Is that like it's so serious, like the way that they are together, they take themselves so seriously. Yeah, that I'm just like, that's what's uncomfortable about yeah. this. Is like you guys are in your own little world, in your own little bubble, love bubble or whatever, to such a degree that you don't even see how embarrassing this is. Yeah. Everyone around you is so uncomfortable right now. It's that that couple you were friends with in high school that would be like, you're all like out at a Denny's and they're like basically like- Making out. Making out in the booth, like sloppy as shit. (laughs) So (laughs) gross to everybody else to witness, but they're like, they're in it. They're in their bubble, Ugh. and it is like what? I <laughs> you painted hate a it. real picture there, Christina. <laughs> yeah, that feels like a real experience you had. I'm I like, know. Did you I'm know like, somebody? Who are you talking that? about? Tell us right now. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> I, I've been to that Denny's, girl. I know. <laughs> somebody said online, "Do you think <laughs> she'll change her name to Megan Gun Kelly?" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm 
fucking dead, so, dude. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Brian Austin Green is thinking. Like, if he's just looking at that, like, what what's going on over there? <laughs> he's he's probably like, rough. Hey, no comments. Oh, my goodness. That's got to be. Oh, gosh. It's always hard when you see your ex in a new relationship. But one like this, that's just. Oof. Yikes. It's yeah. so extra. Right. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because then you're just like, it would have me questioning a lot. Right. Right. A I'm lot. so glad <laughs> that you said something because, you know, I'm like, why are you trying so hard? Yeah. To like put you know, this in our faces yeah. like yeah. this. Like, what are you trying to sell me? What are you trying to convince me of? It's it's really it's a lot. It's a, yeah. it's a lot. It reeks. Share. It reeks of first relationship out of high school. Yes, it right? really does. I'm an adult. Really Let me prove does. it to you. Oh, my God. I'm in so <laughs> in love. Let me prove it to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, OK, we get it. You love him. Cool. Yeah. If that rings. Feels like feels like a couple's Facebook page. Oh, it you does. Know? It's definitely a couple. I was just going to say You know, that. it's it's an interesting thing that different people can be totally different when they're with other people. Like, I was just thinking that with Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie, where I was like, that was also like that weird, intense, wild, bananas kind of relationship. Right. Where, and she's been with other people and he's been with other people and it hasn't been like that, mm-hmm. that I've seen, or at least that the public can see from mm-hmm. the outside. You know, and I'm like, what is that? It's like two people mm. get together and there's just something about their personalities. Who do you think you would be that way with? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, we would be a bubble relationship. Like, if I ever, oh, like, we would be, you know what I'm saying? That, that well, would be intense. You know, I guess when we were know. talking about Harry Styles, that's what I was, that's what I want him to do for me <laughs> in, in a relationship. <laughs> like, I want us to be so off the fucking wall together. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, that's that's what that's that's what appeals to me about that relationship yeah. is I'm like, we could be fucking weird. Like it's gonna get wild up in here. And wow. I love it, you know? <laughs> See, and I'm such an introvert. Like the idea of having something that public like that mm. is like yeah. so and but I'm like, you're right. There is there is that potential for folly ado in all of us. I yeah. think. Yeah. So just like Certainly. identifying like who who's who could that bring person? that out of you. Who right. could bring that out? Oh, I God, I had to think of that. Man. I don't know. It'd probably be like some musician. Yeah. Definitely for you. Definitely. Oh, for sure. For sure for you. Some somebody like okay, I know exactly. I just finished watching Get It Back. Uh, or get back the oh. Beatles documentary on Disney Plus and 1968 Paul McCartney. That's yeah. who would do it for me. <laughs> Have you seen him in that documentary? Yeah, he's, he's hot. he is. But I love peak, that peak that McCartney. Peak McCartney. That's your Machine Gun Kelly is wow. 1968 <laughs> Paul McCartney. Wow. It's hilarious I, to me. I actually like, don't see it being that at all. Like I can just imagine you guys going back to your very nice estate and reading books together. No, you're I reading leather bound books in the library you're not together. Each other's Christina. blood, bitch. Ladies. No, ladies, ladies. Let me John Lennon. I know, but I just, I just watched <laughs> like 
I don't know how long this thing is, like nine fucking hours oh, of, too long. of them trying to record an album. And he has, I need to see his sign. He is either like Gemini, Capricorn, something like that, because he was like trying to boss bitch the Beatles, like keep them together or whatever. And his energy and just him trying to keep everyone on schedule and stuff. I was like, oh, hey. Oh, Do you happened. want that? Gemini. <laughs> That's Where the thing in the that does world it for would you? Gemini fit it's, into that? Somebody. Oh, he's a Gemini. Yeah. Oh, he is? There you go. Yeah, he's a Gemini. Who knew? There you go. Wow. I feel like John Lennon's like a cancer. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. John Lennon is a Libra. Ringo Starr is a cancer. And George Harrison is a Pisces. And I'm like, Aww, yeah. Totally. <laughs> your heart. He's got Pisces energy. Wait, who's a Scorpio? <laughs> huh? John Lennon's a Scorpio? No, John Lennon's a Libra, which oh. I see. That's my I opposite. See that. I can't. I'm that. That kind of is weird to me. All right, what do you know? So we're de- are are we are we gonna fuck Mary Kill our folly ado partners? Oh, uh, but I we just did Harry Styles. So let me think of someone I else. I know. I gotta think mm-hmm. of somebody who would be yeah. my folly ado. Mm. You're picking a very 1968 person. Very specific. I'm going to time machine him. Like Encino Man, 1968, Paul McCartney is going to wake up in 2021 and we're going to thaw him out and literally like make everybody puke with our very vocal uh, love poems and love songs to each other. It's going to (laughs) be so gross. gross. I know. Okay. If you're doing 1968, Paul McCartney... I'm going to do early 1970s David Bowie. Because <laughs> that's what I need. I need somebody Hi. kind of like wacky, like someone who's not afraid to wear rhinestones. Like that's oh. what I need. That person guys, is going to go up into Studio 54. Mm. Like, Oh, God. Oh, mm. so much dancing. Just mm. so much oh. like so gold. much cocaine. <laughs> so much cocaine. <laughs> I. OK, I'm torn. Hmm. I I think that my folly ado would be 1990s circa vampire uh, interview with a vampire Brad Pitt. Oh, oh, oh. yes. Hot. Long long hair. When Just he dated when he dated and- Julia uh, uh, Julie uh, Juliet Lewis. Like yes. that. Version. Oh yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. sexy. Okay. Oh. Okay. So we've got very specific. We've got like. Like mid nineties Brad Pitt, we've got early nineteen seventies David Bowie, and we've got nineteen sixty eight specifically Paul McCartney. So this is Paul McCartney when he had like a little the bit of beard. a beard and long hair. Yes. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. Let it okay. be. Okay. Let it be John McCartney. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I just I remember him on the cover of that album, and that's yes. like such a specific look. Yes, it is a vibe, and I'm here for it. Okay. I know what I'm gonna do. I think I know okay. what I'm gonna do too. I think I know. I say, okay, so I am going to um, fuck Brad Pitt, okay, mm-hmm. specifically in Interview with a Vampire because because here's the thing, and I know how we feel about Legends of the Fall. It's the same time period. It's the right. same hair, right? So I'm like, like I, gra- I, I get Grabbing that. a handful of that hair down there. Like, <laughs> oh. Come on. <laughs> I was like down there. Oh, down there. Oh, that's where his eye sees. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. oh I see. <laughs> I see. I see. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, he just, like, reeks of sex appeal oh, at my that God. time. Like, he's so hot. And like, then we drink so each hot. other's blood. 
<laughs> what was the equivalent so of like a really cringy Instagram post Ooh. in the mid nineties? There had to have been some like equivalent, but oh, I don't know. God. You you release your own like you do like a John and Yoko and do like albums on each other or something. Um, okay, so I am going to fuck Brad Pitt. I am going to I'm I'm gonna marry I'm gonna marry David Bowie. Like, yeah. I just think like it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. Like we're gonna have so much fun. He loves to last. He was with Iman, right? Mm. For like yeah. ever. Forever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like that's really sweet too. Iman was doing an interview recently where she was saying how she doesn't like it when um people refer to David Bowie as like her her previous husband. Because uh. she's like, No, that's my husband. Like he was he's my soulmate. Like baby. I know. And I'm like, oh, my heart. But yeah, they were together for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. And I just I think especially being with him at that time period, like we are going to go off. Yeah, we're going to go off. We're going to wear platform shoes. We're going to share shoes. Oh, Mm, it's going to be so great. I can't wait. And the double vanity where you guys can both do your makeup. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's going to do my makeup for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, just love it. And then I love Paul McCartney. We know how much I love Paul McCartney. But he, at that time period especially, I'm like, he was so focused on, like, the music and mm-hmm. everything, which is, I know, your big thing, Christina. Oh, you yeah. love that. Like, But for me, I feel like it would be just a little too much intensity, a little too much, like, control. Um, so, yeah, I'm nothing against Paul McCartney, obviously. Mm-hmm. But... I think I'm going to have to All move right. on. All right. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I am also going to fuck Brad Pitt because yeah. that that is like look at him. me early 90s like mm. industrial music vibes in the background yes. like uh I, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's um, a warehouse club. You're going to yes, fuck. Yes, and yes. it's going to start raining blood. Oh my god, it's that scene from <laughs> It's Blade. Blade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, and then listen, like two of those vibes together at the same time, like is take over the world energy. And I'm going to marry 1968 Paul McCartney. Yeah, that is just like, I love it for you that we can accomplish because we're both like on task. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) It's so so hot to to me. me. You're like, like, we got so much accomplished. You're like, oh, the things we checked off of our to-do list. Oh, that makes me so high. (laughs) Did you do the dishes? Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I am. I'm going to fuck David Bowie. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fuck David Bowie. Mm. 70s David Bowie. A, we're both for sure on cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> for oh. sure we're high so it's Ew. it's gonna be a long night and yeah. and only for him would i allow a long night because <laughs> you know how much i hate long nights right um for you i will i mm-hmm. um i'm gonna marry brad pitt it's it's not going to be a good thing when <laughs> okay. i look at this we are a folly ado. 
Uh-huh. Like, it's going to burn hot and fast. Hot we, and fast. We are actually, we're going to revert back to the movie California. We're going to be, he's going to chip the concrete, Bri. Like, this Ooh. is a full, we're a mess. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When you break, when you break up, it's specifically in his contract that you guys cannot be, like, in a room together. Right. <laughs> and mine as well. Mine as yes. well. Yeah. It's my writer. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, ma'am. No. We have a, we have a, we have, like, an actual, like, what is that like uh, order, protection order against each other? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We 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 burned we burned too hot. If you're ever on the red carpet at the same time, your poor handlers are having to like struggle to keep you <laughs> apart. They're like, <gasps> oh shit, he's up there. Hurry. Uh, I'm so over here. <laughs> yeah. No, we uh we burned hot. I'm not gonna say it was fast. I'm gonna say it was hot, but we burned hot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And shined brightly. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, not 1968, Paul McCartney and you would be like oil and fucking water. Cassie. We would fight. We would fight. A fight. And not all like the a time. good kind of cute fight. Like, no. like the kind where it's like, oh, you're on my fucking nerves, bruh. He, like, yeah. Let it go. Yeah, don't, don't tell me what to do. Vibe is, is strong in you. <laughs> You'd be like, ah! Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. And I know that this probably isn't a good example because I don't know if dishwashers existed in 1968, but I do feel like he would be the type to um, like he would go in and change the way you loaded the dishwasher and do you it know what I mean? Because like you self. didn't do it right. And do it. your fucking self. Do it. He did the self. same way. Same way he where he did Ringo's drums. <laughs> he would do. The, he would do. He would do you like he did everybody. Else. No, no, no. You're right. We would. We would fight, and it wouldn't be the kind mm-hmm. of cute fight where we drank each other's blood in the end. It'd be the kind where mm-hmm. we'd be bleeding. <laughs> but it, it wouldn't. He'd wouldn't be bleeding. Cute. He'd be bleeding. Let's yeah. let's be real. <laughs> Because my energy is like, I wish a motherfucker would come yeah, over here. Try it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it. I'm, I wish you fucking would. <laughs> but he's hot, though. Yeah. Honestly. He is hot. He is hot. I mean, look, I wouldn't have said no. Like, come on. Duh. That, that rooftop concert. Oh, my God. He was so hot. It Get was. Back. Oh, my God. Sweaty. Well, you guys want to take five and then we'll come back with stories. Sounds good. Yes. And we're back. Okay, so <laughs> I have the uh, story, the first story this week, since I have the tainted love. Go for okay. it. I was in a dry spell after breaking up with my boyfriend of four years. Every day I went on was sucky in its own way, and I was losing faith in guys pretty fast. My stepmom asked if she could set me up on a date with her cousin's roommate. She described him a little bit better than I'd give him credit for. She said he was nice, attractive, had graduated, had a job, and an active social life. Oh, and he was six foot four, which admittedly was a bit of a lure for me. I showed up at the coffee spot we'd agreed on, and very clearly the picture he'd sent me was very, very, very old, as in maybe taken when he was 18, 19, and at the time of our date, he was around 26 or 27. Okay. Whatever. Uh, that's that's a big change between yeah. years. Absolutely. <laughs> like your facial bones aren't even like done right? moving at, no. at like 18. Stop. No. Whatever. I decided he was nice enough looking. The date started out fairly normally. He ordered a complicated coffee drink. I got water. Then he ordered honey toast. If you've never had that, I highly recommend Yum. for himself. 
I'd said maybe four words. Hi, how are you? Before he started in. You're really pretty, he said flatly. Uh. There was something in his face that told me he was annoyed. Like, really pretty. Prettier than the pictures Lisa sent oh. me. Oh, I shrugged. Sorry. Thanks. I seriously, you're way prettier in person. He cut me off. He looked around the cafe nervously, his leg bouncing beneath the table. Lisa didn't say you'd be so Oh, my pretty. God. He plucked nervously at his shirt. <laughs> oh, his no. words were nice, but there was something aggressive about the way he said it. Okay. I didn't thank him again since it didn't sound like a compliment anymore. Uh, Lisa mentioned you're a chef. Yeah, well, I will be. I'm still a grunt in the kitchen. Is that what you went to school for? No, actually, I went to circus college. Oh, that's a good turn. (laughs) Wasn't expecting that. (laughs) I don't think there's anything scarier than an angry clown. I got to be honest. (laughs) Circus college? I'm really scared. I I have a question about circus college. I want to know. I want to talk about how my industry doesn't get taken seriously for the the level of work we have to put in. But there's a goddamn circus college. Do you get an associate's in circus? (laughs) <laughs> his bachelor's is in juggling you know um i pause the straw in my water still resting on my lip i'm sorry what thank you <laughs> yeah you know clown school where you learn to be a clown i just blinked at him but you're a chef yeah i mean cooking is my day job being a clown is my passion oh, oh no. no we but did just say not a ton we, of clowning jobs out there right we now did just say how important it was to be passionate i know this isn't it. I know. And that's why I wanted to read this one. Because listen, I, I do think that having a passion is sexy. Okay. And if clowning is your passion, I'm happy for you. Yep. Um, but your passion might not align with my lifestyle. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Some people like to, you know, clown around. <laughs> no. No. Too soon. Oh, but too soon. Okay. <laughs> wow. I didn't reply. I was positive he was fucking with me. This had to be some joke, right? Before I could ask, his phone started ringing. He pulled it out of his pocket and answered his phone while I was sitting right there on a date. That is a turnoff. What she didn't mention is that when he pulled it out of his pocket, he also pulled out 50 scarves. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to be one of those like giant yes. fake like phones, you know? <laughs> My jaw dropped. What the hell? No, no, it's fine, he said into the phone, turning slightly away. Yeah, yeah, 7.45. I think I can make that. Yeah, I'll meet you out front. Okay, bye. He set his phone on the table and turned back to me. So you think this will be wrapped up by 7.45? Absolutely, (laughs) sir. Thank you. (laughs) Have a good day. (laughs) Um, I checked my watch. It was a little past seven. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I wanted to leave right then, but part of me still wondered. So, clown college. He launched into a whole spiel going on and on about learning to face paint, learning to face paint, his clown name, wearing big shoes and fitting into small cars. (laughs) Wow. 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 Like, here's how we here's how we all get into that little bitty car. I am doing life all wrong. Ladies. Clearly. (laughs) After the clown conversation, he switched over to talking about his apartment and his pets and his favorite hobbies, karaoke and his clown posse bowling league. I I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And a slew of other things. 
Not letting me get even a single word in edgewise, I sat in almost total silence for close to 30 minutes. He finally stopped talking when the cafe worker came back over to drop off the check. So, he said once the cafe worker was gone, want to go 50-50? Yeah, no, I said, shaking my head. That's kind of fucked up, he rolled his eyes. Girls always expect guys to pay for them, especially pretty girls like you. I've been really cool this whole time, but I can't deal with this. You think just because you're sitting there batting your big blue eyes, I'll pay for whatever you want? Um, excuse me. I had a fucking free tap water. You can go sit on it. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Fucking bozo. (laughs) (laughs) If this, if this isn't called fucking bozo. Oh, God. Dude, I sighed. First of all, you've talked about yourself for an hour straight. Do you know anything about me? Anything at all? You ordered a $13 drink and a $15 dessert. I got water. In what universe would I split this with you? Mm. Thank you. Yes. Yes. He he sighed. Is this about the clown thing? I should have known you wouldn't understand. Wow. (laughs) No, motherfucker. It's about you actually ordering things that costed money, and I didn't. That's what this is about. (laughs) nope i stood up so fast my chair screeched behind me you're right i don't (laughs) honestly i have dated a lot of guys with quote unquote like hobbies that may not be uh, conventional hobbies Yeah. yeah exactly when you love somebody and someone is nice and treats you well i if eric was like babe i really want to go to clown college a support a hundred percent a hundred because he is a good man. He is good to me and everything. I I would take <laughs> just I'm just, I'm gonna need to see everything. I went I went everything <laughs> videotaped. I oh, I'm showing up to clown graduation. <laughs> I, I am showing up. I, I want to watch there. him ride a little unicycle nice. with giant fucking <laughs> shoes. I'm gonna fucking eat my pants. I <laughs> I yes need to be there. Honestly, when a man is good to you, you will have his back through fucking clown college. But when mm. when he's going to be shitty like that, I mean, yeah, it's it's a different story. I'm sorry. Yes. Agree. Agree. Wow. Uh, wow. No shade on clowns. Wow. Just saying. No, I just I I want you to know and I want Eric to know that I also am here for him in clown college. <laughs> So I'll let him. Yeah, know. I support it. I we support, support him. I I fully support this decision, and uh, Chris will be there too. He is so scared of clowns. Oh my God. But tell him, <laughs> but no, he but, would do it. He, but he would do it for for this for you. I will. Um, <laughs> for you, I will. Might be actually the title of yeah, this episode. I feel like that's right. For you, I will. Listen, as long as there's no balloon tricks, I'm in. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I feel like balloons are integral to to, cr- to clown culture. <laughs> I cannot go. I'm sorry. I will watch you from afar. Take plenty of video. Go. All right, see you or me. What do you got? I I got a I got a banger from a listener. Ooh, so. okay. I'll go then. I have okay. I have a good one, but mine. I came from Reddit with this Valentine story that. I thought was pretty interesting. Hey, you're not, you're awesome. Let me just say, you're not going to love it. And I know it's early for Valentine, oh, no. but I was like, I want to happy Valentine's day. There we go. I've never really celebrated Valentine's day or been with anybody that made much effort for the occasion. 
I also, as the reader, have not, I'm not, we're not big Valentine's people in this house. Neither are we. We don't yeah. do a lot of, we don't do much of anything for Valentine's Day. Yeah. We, we usually like to go out. To, well, we haven't been together that long, but generally I like to like go out to eat or have a special dinner or something like that, but nothing like super special. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It's just never been us. Yeah. Anyway, needless to say, when the guy I had, keyword had been dating booked a romantic weekend away for valentine's day i was really looking forward to it but you see like to me i I think the thing with valentine's day to me is like we just had the holidays Mm -hmm. we just had like thanksgiving christmas every birthday in the world for our friend group is in january anthony's birthday is at the end of january i'm Mm -hmm. like by the time valentine's day comes Mm -hmm. along i'm like we broke like we broke. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get a nice bottle of wine and we're going to make something nice at home. A whole yeah. weekend at that point sounds exhausting. But yeah, Ugh. even even going out to eat on Valentine's Day is such a scam. You know what I mean? So it's overcharged. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so yeah. true. They really do. They've ruined. They do. Capitalism has ruined the holiday. Mm-hmm. I mean, capitalism is the reason why that holiday exists in the first place. But also true. I mean, St. Valentine. <laughs> No, like Valentine's Day was a holiday created by the Hallmark Company. I thought it was Same Sweetest Day. Same way De Beers Day. did with the the diamonds. Oh, I thought Sweetest you. Day was created by Hallmark. That Anywho. is also true. Yeah. Anywho, we uh, when we got to the hotel, he seemed really disappointed in the room and the facilities. We went downstairs to the pool slash spa where he complained that there was no jacuzzi. There was no jacuzzi advertised at the hotel anyway. And demanded we receive a bottle, a free bottle of wine for the quote inconvenience. Ugh. I was people so like this are not my vibe oh. at all. I was so embarrassed, but determined not to let it ruin the night. While we were getting ready to go out, he insists I need to iron my off the shoulder top and starts ironing it for me, burning a huge hole in my <gasps> blouse. Okay, you're going to buy me a new shirt? Or? In the end, I have to rip off the sleeve and improvise with just a sleeveless tube top. Oh, oh no. no. I hate the state so far. It's oh, I awful. hate it. We're we, not going out. I'd be in such a bad mood after that. Oh, done. I'd be like, call room service. We're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Go get me some snacky snacks out the... the yeah. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. We go to a really nice restaurant for dinner, and I can't help but notice that he is throwing the drinks back and considerably more drunk than me. I remember nudging him under the table a few times due to how rude he was for to the staff who were lovely. We end up in a pub and he's slurring his words and being all over me. And I have the worst gut feeling for no apparent reason. I was just so on edge and just wanted to go back to the hotel. Mm. That's so unattractive <sighs> when people get to the point where they're like that, like, wasty and they're like pawing at you and shit like uh is there anything that's like more of a turnoff yes especially if you're not like you know it's like one thing if like you're you're in a dive bar situation kind of thing but when you're in an upscale establishment like awful i act right upscale i can i can act dirty in dirty places that's right right and have proudly but i act upscale in upscale places you just got to match the establishment yeah, and it's different if it's both of you as also well. Like true. if you're both on the same yes. level, then I'm like, that's different. But if one of you is like kind of sober and the other one is like sh- wasty, it's not, not a good cute. look. 
Mm-mm. That sounds awful. I ended up falling asleep for uh, first when we were back to the hotel, and I wake up to him all over me, disgusting and not reciprocated. I notice no. he is had ordered uh, he has ordered bottles of wine from room service and has been up alone drinking them. I'm still. I want to know how much money he spent on alcohol on this trip on because his- I'm in my head doing the the, the math. maths. And I'm like, you bought how many drinks at an upscale restaurant where you know each cocktail has to be like at least $15 a drink. Right. Right. And then you went to a bar after that and kept drinking. And then you bought bottles from room service at a hotel. Wow. You just spent like hundreds, hundreds of dollars on booze. And really for yourself because she's not getting, she's not drinking. He's literally drinking a room. I'm still half asleep when I hear him mumbling under his breath angrily making absolutely no sense. He is really annoyed and starts shouting and slurring words, uh, slurred words at me that I ruined the night and to pack my stuff, we're going home. And that he's leaving. Oh. Going to get on the car and leave me here. It was early hours of the morning. He storms out of the hotel room after throwing stuff around, but quickly comes back to tell me I was lucky he was drunk or he would be going to the town into town to find a girl prettier than me. Oh, whoa. I start crying and attempting to calm him down when the fire alarm goes off. I throw on my PJs and attempt to get him dressed, but he was just in such a state I couldn't. And I was panicking. Bye. Staff were knocking on the door, trying to evacuate the floor. But every but oh, by the time we make it outside, everyone in the hotel is already out there. It's raining and the fire brigade have to give us a foil blanket to keep warm. It's so obvious I've been crying. I have makeup all down my face. He is too busy verbally abusing the hotel staff and the firemen to even notice that people are asking me if I'm okay. I'm so beyond embarrassed. Can you fucking imagine? Horrible. This is terrible. Imagine. Eventually, we get back to the room and he passes out. By the time he wakes up in the morning, I'm showered, packed, both of our stuff and ready to go. We cut the weekend short despite him wanting to stay another night. On the way home, he What? Why? Honestly. Why would he want to stay yeah, another he's night? He's a motherfucker that wanted to leave. Right? <laughs> On the way home, he won't stop apologizing, saying how awful he feels and due to not getting much response from me, pulls the car over and uh-uh. refuses to drive until I say I forgive him. Oh, fuck you. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just got triggered Mm. like so hard. I that kind of emotionally manipulative bullshit bullshit. pisses me off so So fucking much. You're holding me literally hostage. Mm -hmm. I don't owe you anything. I don't you don't deserve my forgiveness. Mm. You haven't earned my forgiveness. Stop it. For the next week, he would leave flowers on my car and even a moon pig card. I don't know what a moon pig card is. Me neither. Just FYI. I have a feeling this is from another country because also apologizing was with an S. Um, So best part, on the drive home, between the groveling, his boss calls and asks him to keep the receipts for the room service so that they can be matched up with his hotel room. He had put the entire weekend on his company card and told them he was there for work. Fraud. Fraudster. Liar. Emotionally manipulative. The worst. I hate this person. Yeah. Oh, I hate this person so much. Like that's some abuser behavior too. It like is. that just 100%. like treating you like shit and then like love bombing you. Mm. Yep. 
Get out. I, I hate that. Oh, wow. Woo. Well, I have got a journey that was submitted by a listener. Can't wait. And uh, let's just go for a ride. <laughs> buckled All up. Right, I'm ready. Okay, buckled up. I met this guy, let's call him Brad, at a show. He got my number and a few weeks later texted me to hang out. I picked him up from a brand new house in a fancy suburb. I was pretty shocked that he would live in a place like that because he's a pretty classic looking punk who didn't have a job. But I didn't ask about it at the time. Mm -hmm. He then presented to me three jars of milk saying that he traded a city worker some ketamine for 90 jars of milk and now needs to get rid of them. (laughs) Perfect sense, I guess. I have 100 questions. (laughs) <laughs> Why did they have 90 jars of milk? <laughs> How? I don't understand. Did they milk their own cows? I, I, and and now I guess how much ketamine? Because I need to know you. the milk to ketamine ratio. What's the exchange rate? <laughs> exchange rate. Exactly. <laughs> I. <laughs> this this little detail becomes relevant later. So just hold it in your heads. It's It's there for the rest of my fucking life. Are you kidding me? Put that little <laughs> nugget. That nugget will wake me up in the middle of the night tomorrow. Like what? Okay. 90 jars, 90 jars of, of milk. milk. Are we sure it was milk? I we, <laughs> we drove into the city for our date and decided on wandering around thrift stores and then dinner. At the thrift store, he buys some paper lanterns, the type that you light a fire into and the heat makes it float. Now, at this point, the area we live in is under a heavy blanket of smoke from nearby forest fire. Surely he's not going to light them today. Or ever. <laughs> if you are in or a fire ever. hazard area, you do not buy lanterns. No. That you use fire. Like, no, no we can't do that. No. Like, being people, like, being, we live in a place where there's a fire season. Like, yeah. you cannot be just, like, sending fire off into the air to no. land God knows where. That's not how, that's <laughs> not how it. it works out here. Yeah. What the fuck? At, <laughs> at dinner, he becomes very distracted by his phone. He found a sick deal on some music equipment and needs me to take him to pick it up because he doesn't drive. Oh, my I, God. <laughs> He's like I, scrolling on Facebook Marketplace while you're on your date. Oh, <laughs> my God. He's like, like a sick deal on an amp. Oh, no. He's also going to the bathroom a lot this whole time. And I finally figured out he's definitely doing drugs in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or he's drinking yeah. jars of milk. <laughs> so then he begins telling me about how he makes YouTube videos where he puts milk in his mouth and then slowly drools no. it out. What? What? Wait. He, Wait, can you make money doing this? He makes other people do these videos for him too. It's a whole thing. What? At the what? restaurant, he makes me watch a whole bunch of these videos. Um <laughs> Wait, Cassie's over there like, but hold on. How much are they getting paid? That, yeah. I I'm in. I can't drink milk anyway, so drooling it yeah. out of my mouth is not a problem. Yes. Sign me up. So I keep making eye contact with the server, hoping he can see what's happening here. But alas, no solidarity from him. <laughs> no, come on. That server I, was like, you're on your own. You're on your Deuces. own. I can't, I can't deal with the milk drooling. Yeah. Wow. 
I had a beer with dinner and I'm super lightweight, so I couldn't end the date and drop him off right away. I had to wait to drive. While waiting, he took me to a park and before I knew what was happening, he lit the paper lanterns into the orange smoky sky. I was pretty freaked out sure. that someone would call the cops because of the forest fire. Yeah, but we couldn't right? leave the scene of the crime right away because he was coming down and needed to talk more MDMA. All <laughs> 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 right. What? I like there's so much. We got milk. We've got MDMA. We've got oh my gosh, paper we, lanterns. Jars of fucking milk. Yes. Yes. Finally. And I <laughs> I have to ask, because I think I saw this come into our our inbox. Is this the same person who I did a story on last week as it, well? It is. It is. Oh, my God. This is P-Jar guy. P-Jar guy. Yep. Oh, my God. This is their first date. Wow. (laughs) What? (laughs) What's he got with jars? This motherfucker's. (laughs) It was probably. He loves a jar. He loves a good mason jar. A good sturdy mason jar. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Finally, we got to my car, but I forgot that I said that I would drive him to buy the music gear. He gives me directions and we end up at a shelter. He asks to borrow my sweatshirt because he needs a hood to cover his face from cameras. What? what? Oh, well, because he's trading ketamine for, for an amp, I'm sure. <laughs> I sit there waiting in my car for close to an hour when he finally comes running out with some equipment saying, go, go, go. Wow. Load it in and I speed away worried I was just an accessory to a crime. You were. I'm going to break were. down that, that paragraph. She waited an hour. No. No, I would have left his ass. Sorry. You can call a lift home. I, I, I can't no. wait. And I, it is a very toxic trait of mine. My extreme impatience that has continued to get worse the older I get. The amount of time that I'm willing to wait for something is like nil now, nothing. An hour, an no. hour with this guy. No, this guy, Mm-mm. milk jar uh-uh. man. No, nah. I <laughs> I asked for his address so that I can get rid of him and the stolen equipment, and he leads me back into the suburbs. We arrive at an apartment building, not the swanky new house. Is this where you live? I ask. He says no, but he just wants to go in to smoke a joint with a friend. And won't Ah, I come and join him? Am I your Lyft driver tonight? No. No. Five stars, home. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) I try to say no, but I don't know what else to do with the stolen music gear. And he says it will be just a minute. We go into a small apartment full of people and incense. And I realize that everyone here is high on acid. There's a crust. No. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. I do not want to be in a room full of strangers who are tripping balls on acid. Uh-uh. In the absolute shit show hell is happening here? Absolutely fucking not. This fucking date is a fever dream. Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> There's a crusty raver in his 30s and four 18-year-old girls on their first ever acid trip. Uh-uh. Uh. The dude is dating one of the girls and the other three are her friends from back home who just moved across the country and this is their first week away from home. No. The guy, let's call him Chris, is ranting about kids these days and how all they care about is vapid. 
He's trying to teach these girls about society by making them watch videos about sweatshops, animal abuse, oh. and other horrific oh. realities while, while they're, they're tripping on, on acid. acid. No. Oh, no. Oh, these poor girls. Oh, my God. What? At this point, Brad brings out a, a big bag of drugs and offers me some. I don't know if it was the incense, the chaos of the day, or just being really lonely in a pandemic, but I agreed to get high with this group of people. Down the hatch, Brad tries to cheer up the young women by making them watch his milk videos. No! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't. I'm so upset. Oh my I'm god. So upset He's like by guys, this situation. I got something that'll pick this evening up. <laughs> <laughs> Just drool milk. Can you imagine watching that tripping your balls off? I'd be like, what? No. Oh my god. No. Oh my god. What is oh. happening? The four girls don't want to be in a tiny apartment with these guys watching sad documentaries and weird milk art. They want to run around in a park and touch grass. <laughs> Chris yes. keeps saying no, because apparently the swanky suburbs aren't a safe place for women to walk around at night in groups. You now, think this apartment is a safe place? Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> Honey, no. It sure doesn't feel like I it. I feel like you're safer not. out in the streets. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if there's one thing I can't abide by is crusty old ravers telling teenagers what to do. So I start orchestrating an escape. That's right, girl. (laughs) Solidarity. It it wasn't much of a sneaky escape because now I was also high by this time. We go outside and the guys follow. I thought that I could be a great trip mom for the girls as an older, wiser, more experienced acid taker. But it turns (laughs) out I was actually quite high. I went to pee behind a tree and apparently just sat for 10 minutes with my (laughs) pants around my ankles, oblivious (laughs) to the fact that I was no longer peeing. Amazing. (laughs) I'm dead. Just like one hour later. (laughs) (laughs) We walked for quite a while, but the air quality was really bad from the fires and our lungs started to hurt. Brad said that his house was nearby and we could go there to get out of the smoke. We walked there and all seven of us file inside. Something seems wrong, though. The house is very nice and clean and people are definitely (laughs) home sleeping. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. And you have stolen shit in your car, ma'am. What? Uh, At this moment, a woman wakes up and storms downstairs yelling, what the fuck are you doing in my house? So it turns out Brad is homeless and this is the house of a woman that he is sleeping with. Stop it. Stop it. No. That's worse than parents. I thought it was going to be parents. No. No. It's even worse. It's so much worse. No. We go outside but can see through the window as Brad gets yelled at for a while. Eventually, we find a cab and all go back to the first apartment. It's a one bedroom with seven people and finding room for us all to sleep is a challenge. Brad and I curl up in a corner and I witness him opening a 7-Eleven sandwich, tearing open a cigarette and sprinkling it onto his sandwich. Whoa, 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 Okay, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. What? In the hell are you telling us? This is some <laughs> fake news. Who you made this up? This is this, what is he's happening? ashing on his sandwich. He is that put, what you just said? To yes, me? he put tobacco. He put a cigarette onto a Seven Eleven sandwich. What? <laughs> Why? I'm about Why? to hang up this call. I 
with this fake news. What in the fuck is happening? We're almost there, guys. This fever dream is about to break. I'm, I'm hanging on for dear life. I feel like I'm tripping right now. I know. Right? <laughs> when I asked in the morning, he said he forgot he was eating and thought he was rolling a spliff. No one does much sleeping, and I can hear Chris getting upset with his girlfriend for leaving the apartment. He was angry he had to come with us and protect us from the harms of the outside world and how if any man saw four women walking, they would not be safe. I piped up and said, in my experience, it's the men that you know that hold the most risk, obviously alluding to him. He became very angry, and it was evident that it was time for me to go. Brad and I waited at a Denny's for a few hours until I was sober enough to drive. God, is this why Denny's is still open for all of us yes. to sober up? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think about that girl often and hope she's all right. I moved to a new town with no friends at the beginning of the pandemic. Loneliness was a big factor in why I stayed on that date for so long. Sure makes a good story, though. Mm. Wow. Woo. I mean... That's I a mean, lot. I'm emotionally troubled <laughs> I, from that entire ordeal. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if I'll ever be safe again. I just want you to know. No. And then she saw him again and he peed in her water jar. Yep. And then drank out of it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, listen, I got to I got to I got to come on 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 the side of this. I went on second dates with really bad first dates. Oh, I'm not judging sometimes, her. Sometimes yeah. it's like, but you're no, like, I'm not judging her. Bad vibes weren't this bad. This is, this isn't, this, this is an epic. Dream. This isn't epic. even a date. Like I am so confused. <laughs> this Hours. Is, it, it honestly is a modern day Homer's odyssey that we just, uh, yeah. Through. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cyrus call. Like it was, Literally. everything was there. I feel like it lines up. It really does. Yeah. That, wow. Oof. Wow. Thank you for writing in. What a trip. Okay. 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 So um, my turn to do Tainted Love this week. The last two Tainted Loves I've done have been uh, real heavy hitters, kind of like hardcore bangers. So I decided to kind of like take a step back this week, have a little bit of fun, and so I am going to talk today about Hortense Mancini. Okay. Mm. Christina, you were saying recently that you wanted us to uh, do another history one. And so. I love it. I have obliged. I first heard about this person on the Noble Blood podcast, which we've talked about before. Such a good podcast. Uh, the rest of my information I got from a Madame Guillotine.co article, a mm. Factinate article, an FYAHistory.com article. <laughs> so let's jump in. Okay. <clears throat> Hortense was born into nobility on June 6, 1646, in Rome, and she was the fourth of five sisters. She also had three brothers, so lots of kids. Mm -hmm. Their mother uh, was said to be a great beauty, and this trait uh, she passed down to her daughters. And their father was an eccentric aristocrat who was said to have dabbled in black magic with a specialty in necromancy. So oh, she had a very awesome um, kind of like strange, eclectic childhood. Her, there's a lot of art going on in her household, lots of money, wealth in you, Rome. You had me at necromancy. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hortense's uncle on her mother's side was Cardinal Mazarin, Mazarin, actually, mm-hmm. Cardinal Mazarin, who was both the cardinal and chief minister to Louis the Fourteenth. So it's safe to say that they were very, very, very well connected. When Hortense was four years old, her father died suddenly. And what he died of, I'm not sure. It was 1650. It could have been literally anything. Right. They've gotten a cold. A, a cut on the foot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you're gone. And they're like, you know what this needs? We need to, to bleed you, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. After the death of her husband, Hortense's mother packed up all five girls and relocated from Rome to Paris in the hope of using her brother's influence to make connections and ultimately gain the girls' advantageous marriages. He invited them all to stay with them at the French court. So the entire family relocates to French court. Cardinal Mazarin had a soft spot for all of his nieces, but Hortense was said to be his favorite. Even as a child, she was witty, smart, a little bit wild and precocious, and she was the prettiest of the sisters. And that's really saying something because all of the Mancini girls were considered to be like hot ticket items. They were the it girls of their time as they grew up. They were, they were the beautiful. They exactly. They totally. were the Kardashians of oh. of the French court. You know, they had these unique kind of considered to be like exotic Italian features, like dark features, um, and they were just great beauties, right? Oh, I'm obsessed with the story so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the point where they were even given a nickname. They were called the Mazarinettes. That's like they like their group. That's what they called them. Which yeah. is, you know, they were a wow. big big deal, right? Keeping up with the Mazarinettes, huh? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. As Hortense's older sisters matured, they uh, had their pick of European nobility, and her uncle secured great marriages for all of them. Her oldest sister was married to a French duke, and the next two married princes. So when Hortense was 13, who should show up at French court but Charles II of England? He was known to be a partier, at the mm-hmm. time and throughout his entire life, mm-hmm. and was currently in exile from England. He was immediately drawn to Hortense's wild, free spirit when he met her, and the two bonded really fast. And he was so taken with her that he proposed marriage to her, promising to make her England's queen should his exile end. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uncle Cardinal was not having it. He didn't feel like Charles's position, uh, since he was currently in exile, was secure enough. Plus, this guy had the reputation of being a philanderer and a partier and just like not the kind of guy that he wanted for his favorite niece. So he declined the offer. I know about I know about Charles from Outlander from watching. Yes. Outlander. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, I've got his number. You're I like where I get guy. most of my history. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've actually talked about him on this podcast before. I'm pretty sure (laughs) one of my previous ones. Um, But her uncle would soon regret this decision because literally months after he proposed marriage to her, he was reinstated as the king of England. So she really would have gone on to have been Mm -hmm. the queen. She's like, wait, 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 one more time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One sec. Time out. Charles was heartbroken and hurt. So when the uncle approached Charles afterwards, when he was reinstated as king and offered him a dowry of five million livres to marry his niece, he refused. He was like, no, you should have said yes the first time. Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta love me. Love me in my worst. That's right. That's right. 
After that, Hortons had a series of marriage proposals to high-ranking French officials fall through due to dowry disagreements. So the uncle was just like not willing. It was this one like castle that they had. There were two different guys um, who wanted to marry Hortons, but like part of the arrangement was that they wanted this particular like family estate. And the uncle was like, no. So finally, an arrangement was secured. And on March 1st, 1661, 15-year-old Hortons was married to one of the richest men in Europe, 29-year-old Armand. I'm not going to say his entire name because it's literally like one, two, three, four, five, six names. No. Wow. Oh, wow. Armand. Okay. Hortense's uncle would die soon after, but he loved Hortense so much. She was such a favorite of his that he left her a tremendous fortune. She was his primary heir. Wow. So at the age of 15, Hortense was one of the wealthiest women in Europe, married to one of the wealthiest men in Europe. Wow. So they were extremely extremely wealthy but you know what they say money doesn't buy happiness or love (laughs) especially when the person you're married to is an absolute maniac so oh Armand Hortense's new husband was a terror first of all it was said that he had had an interest bordering on obsession with Hortense from the time she was nine years old Ew. Which is, oh, God. Very upsetting. But he was also a religious fanatic who was wildly erratic and possessive and jealous. So he believed, for instance, that milking cows was too erotic for women and believed that the sight of milkmaids milking cows would be lustful and sinful to passing men. To remedy this, he had the front teeth of all his female ser- servants knocked out heard about so that. that they would be less attractive and tempting to the male servants and the other men around them. He Ew. knocked out all of the front teeth of all of the women in his service. Can you fucking imagine? Horrifying. Uh, I just got chills. Truly horrifying. And Cassie, this will make you cringe. Can't wait. When Hortons is, I mean, more than you're already cringing. But specifically for you, when Hortense's uncle died, she inherited his priceless art collection, some of the most beautiful art in the world at the time. Armand found the paintings and sculptures obscene. So one day, Hortense had to watch as Armand chipped off and painted over the genitals on all of the pieces. These like priceless like paintings and sculptures. <sighs> wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because Armand had been so obsessed with Hortense, he was acutely aware of her reputation. She was bright, witty, charming, and sought after, and this made him insanely jealous. He forbade her from seeing any men and started bursting into the room in the middle of the night to check for hidden lovers. Oh, he my God. had her followed anytime she was out and would force her to spend days on her knees praying for her sins. Like Ooh. up to a quarter of the day every day. Ooh, this is some like carry shit. Oh, shit. It's terrifying. Um, and it, it becomes even more like it feels very misery-esque mm-hmm. because he ended up forcing her to leave Paris and live in the remote countryside, French countryside with him in no. order just to pull her away, like isolate her as much as possible. Wow. In her memoirs, Hortons calls herself, quote, the richest heiress and most unhappiest woman in Christendom. Mm. 
Forbidden to see any men except her husband, Hortense began spending time with a female friend her own age, Sidonie de Courcelles. We're going to go with that. Uh, and they soon began an affair. Huh? Did she have teeth? I think she did have teeth. Yes, yes. Because she was like a noble woman who was about the oh, same age oh, as Hortense. So. Okay. No, no. Um, but they began spending time together. And she's like, okay, you won't let me see men. So I'm going to start having an affair with this lady. <laughs> Wonderful. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. When... When Armand discovered the affair, this was a stupid move. When he discovered the affair, he had both girls packed off to a convent together. Well, (laughs) that'll take care of it. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine, honestly, for Hortons, this was probably a welcome escape for her. Like, her Mm -hmm. life was pretty miserable. So... She was probably like, like, great, a vacation. She's like, oh, fantastic. Please don't send me with my lover to a place that we can be together quietly. That sounds awful. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously, the two continued their affair while in the convent and spent their days playing pranks on the nuns, pouring ink in the holy water, and attempting to climb the chimney. (laughs) That's Ah. awesome. Wait. I love it. Like some of the articles I read said that they were like trying to escape by climbing up the chimney, but I don't know. I don't know if that's true or how that would even work necessarily. That seems like an odd escape plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eventually, the nuns had enough. The nuns were like, listen, we can't. We can't deal with these chicks. We cannot handle it. So they sent Hortense and Sidonet back to Armand. And soon after that, their affair fizzled out. Despite the fact that their marriage was clearly a nightmare, the pair somehow managed to have four children together. Still, the children were not enough to keep Hortense in an unhappy situation, and after seven years of marriage, she began planning her escape. So her first few attempts were unsuccessful, with one resulting in Armand imprisoning Hortense in the family home, but eventually, with the help of her brother, Hortense would come up with a plan that would ultimately be successful. So her brothers procured the horses for her and arranged the secret travel. Dressed as a man, Hortense left her husband and her children behind by carriage. And it really goes to show you what an asshole Armand must have been that a man, even a brother, especially a brother sometimes in these like very like high nobility families. At that um, time would actually help her do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he must have been fucking terrible because usually like family members are just like look man that's your lot in life as a woman you have to deal with it he's your husband you know um hortense rode through the night to rome where she would stay with her closest sister marie who is now the princess colonia her escape became an immediate sensation all across the continent the gossip of the year one courtier commented that quote no cuckold has ever been so deserving of the title as the Duke Mazarin Armand. And every day of his life gives me more admiration for his wife who prefers to take the road rather take to the road rather than suffer his presence any longer. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Like you, these are men who are like, nah, good for her. Good <laughs> for her. <laughs> like <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Hortense did attempt to get a divorce, and I'd like to think that she wanted to be reunited with her children because it sucks that she had to leave her mm-hmm. kids behind. Mm-hmm. But we don't actually know. Um, her later writings didn't really indicate that she was all that maternal, so maybe not. 
Either way, she couldn't get a divorce. She lost her resources to her husband, who continued to relentlessly demand that she return home. Meanwhile, at Marie's house, her her husband sucked too, so her sister Marie. Marie feared that he had been trying to poison her, so the two women, Marie and Hortons, decided to flee to France, where Marie's former lover and first love, King Louis XIV, took mercy on both women and put them under his protection. Yes. So, Thank you. Marie, Hortense's sister Marie and King uh, Louis XIV were like childhood sweethearts, like oh, very, very sweet God. on each other. They had to actually be like separated because he wanted to marry her and everybody was like, you cannot, you can't marry her. Like it wasn't, a, you know, a marriage fit for a king. So they, they wrote letters back and forth to each other and everything. So they had a history. And so when the women fled um, back to court, he put them under his protection. Nice. Louis gave Hortense an annual pension of 24,000 livres, which was a hefty sum. And this allowed her the unusual freedom to become an independent woman. It also helped that none of that money had to go to rent because another of Hortense's former flames, the Duke of Savoy, who had also once proposed marriage to her, also offered his protection and home on his property. So she lived in a house. Yeah. Mm. She lived uh, on a house on his property and also got like all this money from the king. So she was just kicking it. She was living Uh, the best life. Wow. Yep. While there, Hortense began work on her memoirs. She decided that since the story of her escape had become such salacious gossip around town, that she should step in and shape the narrative, which was a genius move. I mean, they really were like the Kardashians of their time. They're like, we're going to grab hold of the story. We're going to control it. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to profit from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So love it. The book became so wildly popular that it spawned imitations Grifters began writing their own works and putting the names of the Mazarinette sisters on the cover, especially Marie, because she had also left her husband after Hortense did. So people were writing these fake memoirs, kind of trying to profit off of this like new um, trend Mm -hmm. that Hortense had started. Hortense would classify this period of her life as incredibly happy. Her home on the Duke's property became a safe haven for artists and philosophers but this would be short-lived. Soon, the Duke would die, and his widow, believing that Hortons had had an affair with her husband, kicked her off the property. And let's be honest, yeah. she probably did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, eh, you know. Yeah, let's be real. Oh, you can't blame the wife. You're like, yeah. No. Yeah. In the chaos of the Duke's death, Armand somehow managed to freeze all of Hortons's assets, including her pension from Louis XIV, In an effort to force her to return home. How? How can he? I I don't know. How do you override the king? He must have gone to some kind of court. I mean, women didn't really have any rights. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Hortense was on the verge of panicking, but our girl is ever resourceful. Mm -hmm. And soon she found an alternative. England's ambassador to France, a man named Ralph Montague, was unhappy with his position in England, and he blamed his situation on King Charles II's favorite mistress, Louise. Uh, we're going to call her Louise. I don't want to try and pronounce her last name. Whatever. Louise. So this, I, I'm guessing what happened here, because it's not really ever explained, is that 
Louise kind of controlled Charles II's like inner circle Mm -hmm. and she didn't really like like Ralph Montague. So it prevented him from moving upward, right, from upward mobility within the court because Louise didn't like him. So knowing Hortense's financial situation, her fame and her past with King Charles II because he had proposed to her, Mm -hmm. um, he went to Hortense and proposed that she infiltrate the French court and try to unseat Charles's current mistress to become the favorite. She would be well taken care of and she could talk Ralph up to the king. So it was like a win-win. He's like, you get in there. I get in there. We all get in there. (laughs) Everybody's happy. So Ralph put the bill for Hortons to travel to England under the pretense of visiting her niece, who was married to King Charles II's younger brother, James. The plan went off without a hitch. Charles was instantly charmed with Hortons, who arrived to English court in 1675 dressed as a pistol-wielding man. Wow. (laughs) And she she's just I, I love this woman. She is wild. Um, she quickly became a royal mistress, dethroning Louise immediately. Yeah. She was like number uh, one. Bye, chick. bitch. Mm-hmm. Hortons was a real party girl, and she and Charles spent their evenings drinking and dancing. She wasn't concerned with being the number one mistress, so long as she received a generous allowance, and she did. In fact, she preferred it this way. It allowed her to continue to live independently. Though she didn't remain his number one girl, he was so fond of her that he turned a blind eye to her refusal to call him your majesty. She's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. You're Charlie to me. Okay. Listen, Chuck. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) Then Hortense began an affair with Charles's daughter. Oh, oh. Cause for effect. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Anne was the illegitimate daughter of Charles and one of Hortense's fellow mistresses, Barbara. So she's like hanging out with Barbara all the time, fucking Charles. And then she meets their daughter, Anne. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Who was in her teens and unhappily married at this time. And Hortense was now in her early 30s. The two became Fast friends, which quickly progressed to lovers. Rumors swirled about the two women, but suspicions weren't confirmed until the two were found dueling in St. James Park in their nightgowns with a group of men looking on. Uh, Scandalous. Wow. Scandalous. Wow. Anne's husband was so furious that he sent her away from court. She was said to be so desperate, heartbroken, and depressed that she took to bed for weeks and cried, kissing a miniature of Hortons every night before bed and holding it close. I don't like that. <gasps> this chick is I don't like she that. a bad bitch, man. Yeah. For is, real. Wow. <laughs> Charles, while not pleased with Hortons, ultimately forgave her for sleeping with his daughter, and things went back to normal <laughs> until... Hortons had another affair, this time with the Prince of Monaco. And for some reason, that was a worse transgression. He was like, well, look, what, my I daughter's like one that's, thing. That's been a huge thing for all time. And I'm so glad that you're bringing this up. It's like, guys don't uh-huh. think that women and women together is like as serious as like, it's not a threat to their masculinity 
the same way that her yeah. having an affair with a man is a threat to his masculinity. Even though it is his fucking daughter, they yeah. just don't take they don't take women loving women in that way as serious. I guess because yeah. what are you going to do about it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I also then. think it. I think it has something to do as well with the fact that this is another like royal. I think maybe it would have been different if it wasn't like someone else who's like royalty kind of like oh. in his his circle as well. Like it was just a, a hit to his ego. Mm-hmm. So after this, he stopped speaking to Hortense and stripped her of her mistress title and royal pension for a couple of days. <laughs> this bitch is bad and I'm here for it. I love it. Like he's like, I fine. want just a tenth of this energy. Like, mm-hmm. wow. He gave her a spanking and put her in the corner. Mm. Mm. You Charles and Horton <laughs> remained friends though. And with her pension back in place, Hortons lived more than comfortably in Chelsea, where she became infamous for her parties. She hosted the great minds of England, poets, artists, scientists. Her parties were so influential in terms of culture that the scientific articles brought up there would become widely read, popular, and translated. So she was wow. like very much like this is a free thought space mm. in her home. Um she set English fashion, and at a time when women were largely kept separate from men at intellectually stimulating parties such as this, Hortons encouraged the women and men to mingle together, and they even gambled together, which was something that was unheard of at the time. Like, usually women gambled at their own table because they were deemed to be fiscally irresponsible, and the men would gather together, and they didn't have these kinds of conversations mm-hmm. together like this. So it was in England, so... Hmm. During all this, Hortense's husband, Armand, never stopped filing motions in efforts to petition the courts to force his wife home. But since she was under the protection of the English king, he remained unsuccessful. Sorry then, about you. Yeah, yeah, die mad, salty bitch. <laughs> Amen. Then in 1685, Charles II died suddenly. Hortense maintained her place at court, remaining good friends with England's new king, James II. But James was a Catholic, and after the revolution of 1688, he soon uh, was chucked off the throne, and this left Hortense vulnerable. And in 1689, Armand took his case to court in France. He said that Hortense, whose income had greatly reduced by this point, had no right to her dowry and either needed to return to him or be sent to a convent to live out the rest of her days. Like, he is not Sir, letting up. It has been, like, honey. so many years. Honey. <laughs> you know? Fuck uh, the law was on his side and ruled in his favor. However, Hortense's lawyers had a strategy. Her years of drinking and gambling had left her in considerable debt, and English law prevented her from leaving the country until those debts were paid. Armand, who had always been miserly, despite his wealth, refused to recognize Hortense's debts as legitimate. After all, she had no right procuring debt without her husband's permission, and so he refused to pay her debts. So she couldn't, they were in a stalemate. She couldn't return home. (laughs) Hortense moved to the English countryside where she would live the rest of her life until she died of alcoholism. So some people said that it was just hard living in general, and then others would say that this was a deliberate act, that she intentionally, quote, hastened her death by excessively drinking strong spirits. And some historians believe that this means that she drank a number of tonics that were known to cause death so that it was a suicide. 
She passed away in 1699 at the age of 53. Even after her death, Armand remained obsessed with Hortense and unable to let her go. He traveled to England where he bought Hortense's body from her creditors. Once carted back to France, he took her corpse with her everywhere he went for a year. My dude. The obsession is strong. When he visited country estates that Hortense was said to have hated the most, he lingered there longest with her body. Like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Honey, she's not there anymore. (laughs) Yeah. She's just not that into you. you. (laughs) Eventually, he did bury Hortense in the ground next to her uncle as she had requested. And there she remained until the French Revolution when her bones as well as her uncle's were dug up and thrown into the river. Where she is now, nobody knows. (laughs) It's so fucking weird. They're like, no. Wow. That is a wild life. Can you imagine? Wow. (laughs) Wow. Fast and bright. Dude, everything about that, I'm like, I need to see the dramatic reenactment of everything you just said. I want the costumes. I want, who are we casting as Hortense? uh, I think it's like uh, an Angelina Jolie. And I am not somebody who casts her lightly because I... I'm not, she's not like to me, like, oh, the most beautiful, like, she's, she's not everyone's cup of tea, but I think that this is her character. Like, it's a vibe. Pull off. Yeah. Yeah. It is a vibe. I want this to be an HBO Mm. limited series is Mm. what I want. Like, I need more than one episode. I need it to be like different chapters, but Mm. yes, like, oh, transport Mm -hmm. me into this world, please. I literally everything that you were saying, the setting the relationships, all of it. I want a mm-hmm. HBO limited series. I love that like, like she was said. sent off to a convent with her lesbian lover. Mm. She's got relationships with kings. Like, it's just mwah, mm. beautiful. This is some real life mm-hmm. Game of Thrones shit. Ooh. That, like, mm-hmm. Okay, so wait, happens. I just looked her up, actually. It's, so um, she's Italian. She's got incredibly big eyes. She's got really eyes. big eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... So to me, I look at her and I think of Christina Ricci, if I'm honest. Yeah, like visually, she's Ooh. got kind of that vibe. Yeah. This could be like her like big return because it's not like Christina Ricci ever went no, away. She just had a baby. But like she's she, she could use. She could use something that re-legitimizes her because I feel like she kind of went and she did like all those mm-hmm. Lizzie Borden movies on Lifetime. And like now she needs like a good quality like hit HBO show. She yeah. did that Zelda Fitzgerald oh. uh, show. Yeah, I, I watched that. I didn't it was love a, it. Mm, it was this, all right. This mm-hmm. is her Bridgerton. Yeah. Get on board. Mm. This is. Yes. Yes. Oh, make it like a Bridgerton. Oh, oh I want explicit on. sex in this yes. show. <laughs> yes. Let me tell <laughs> yes. you. Let's go. Because you know things were wild in this woman's bedchamber. Like, they had to have been. Honey, yeah. she had a merkin to cover all they her They had ex- to have been. <laughs> this, is, this is so funny because this leads me into what I watched because um, – this week, I watched a new crime thing on Netflix. It was the crime story that uh, I watched that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I watched Killer. that. Yeah, 
So it's all about like, you know, 70s New York and how like people were literally having sex, live sex and clubs and peep shows and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like people were like (laughs) dirty. And then I was like, no, you know what? People then were not like, it's it's different now because we carry yes. that same shit yes. in our pocket yeah. on our phone. And then your story is making me think, no. Like, no, they've been this way changed. ever. People have yeah. always been. Yes. Always. Always. So, yeah, I kind of disagreed with the main theory of that show where it's just like, oh, all this stuff happened because mm-hmm. of the peep shows. And I was like, uh, maybe part of it, but I don't think no. that that's the sole reason. I mean, I think, yeah. It's it was wild to see. I was like, yeah, but I mean, they always talk wild. about how like French court was debaucherous. Yeah, you know, like the stuff that went on was right. just bananas. You love to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Well, I have rewatched all of the Scream movies <gasps> in preparation yes. to see the new one. Yeah, I'm really excited. Oh. I haven't seen the new one yet. Yeah, but I went and I've I've rewatched. One, two, three, and four. Ooh, and that is it. one of, oh, please do it. They're all on my voodoo. It is one of my favorite horror series yes, of all time. I just think that it yes. is so much fun. I think that Sydney Prescott is like the best final girl. I love her. Yes. Um. So I can't wait to go <laughs> see the new one. And then I also started, I've watched the first two episodes of the new Queer, Queer Eye. Oh. Oh, did I uh, fall watching the second episode? Haven't seen it. Angel what? with Angel. Oh, I I've watched I've watched all of them. I've watched all of them. Every single episode has made me cry. The first episode when they uh-huh. show her hair at the end. Oh. oh, tears, honey, tears, honey, tears. So it's beautiful. It's Oof. so good. Every mm-hmm. we need them. Please, to I get know. I'm like this pandemic because oh. it really. <laughs> Make me feel like there is good in the world, and that yeah. is what I need. So, yeah, it's 10 episodes mm. of brilliance. This, this grouping, this out, or, or this version, I guess, of, of Queer Eye mm-hmm. has been absolutely delightful. Like, they've just, it's been fucking T to yeah. B. There's not been a miss for me. Not one episode where I'm it's just top to bottom. Right. So good. They're a great, like, whoever did the casting yeah. for this new grouping of Queer Eye. They did such a good job finding people who have great chemistry together. And they, they like bounce off of each other really, really well. Right. Like they play off of each other really well. Oh, yeah. it's. Mwah, I got to be honest with you. Tan French, like and honestly, I, like I would French kiss his face right off of he's him. He's so, so hot. hot. Oh, he does not want to so kiss me, hot. but I do want to kiss a, him. Aggressively. Oh, so me too. attracted to him. Oh, my <laughs> God. The accent, the, oh, just everything. the hair. I just want the hair the on hair, him. The way he stop it. Like I just want to hug his entire mm-hmm. body, real hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> real <laughs> hard. I also love the fact that this season they're double baby. I love it, neon. I'm here for that. I I I just love that they're love highlighting. Pitties pitbulls because there's stigma. so much like anti mm-hmm. pitbull stigma and shit so that was that was nice too everything about it is great go mm-hmm. watch it make yourself smile 
and yeah, cry, in, cry in an way. inspiring way. I tell you that second episode with Angel, like that. Oh, don't tell just me. Don't my, tell me. I haven't seen it. Yet. I won't tell you, but there's just an interaction with a parent oh, where oh. you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that that was beautiful. The of <laughs> oh, mm. anyways, yes, go watch that. But hey, if you've got stuff that we should watch. If you want to reach out with bad date stories uh, full of milk jars and acid trips, because we love them, go to our one-stop shop of website. It's myworstdatepodcast.com. And we love you so much. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.